Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Sunday, April the 26th, just about 3 o'clock here. I'm going to head home in a minute when I wrap up here with you guys. i got to hustle, actually, because I want to watch that second installment of The Last Dance here, episodes 3 and 4 of the Chicago Bulls behind-the-scenes series of Jordan's last epic run. I have not been that excited to watch something in a very long time. The first two episodes, and I'm sure these next two will be, you know, just as amazing. So hopefully you guys are are hoop fans, or if nothing else, you grew up in that same era as I did. If not, I feel for you. I literally have not been so excited to watch something in probably my entire life. So again, it it helps during the midst of all this uh, shit we're, we're surrounded in. I just, I can't even watch the news anymore or anything. It just... Uh, it, it just bothers me to all ends. If something important happens, will you guys please reach out and message me because I just can't, I can't even read it and everybody and their opinions and it's just, it's too much. So I want to drop this on you because I got a message today that prompted this in my head. I was, I was going through our Sunday advanced Metcon workout in between the swear words and the sweating. I'm thinking about this message the entire time and I thought it would be more than prevalent to share it with you right now and I'm going to go back to an old, old podcast we did, probably one of the first ones, which was off of a YouTube series, which is a huge part of a lot of the speeches I do when the world is open and I'm allowed to travel and speak to these corporations and the people who bring me in to ramble on like this. And it's uh, from our Mandatory Minute series called Luxury Problems. And for you guys who have heard the episodes, I apologize. I'm going to kind of rehash some of these stories here really quick just to give the context and then... The punchline will come at the end from the message I got today from a guy on Instagram. And when I say luxury problems, we all know what we're talking about, right? For a lot of us, it's some of the things we're dealing with now. And then obviously some of us are dealing with some real shit right now, which I'm like listening to my wife today talk about uh, this huge group she's in of like people in the hospitality industry. Obviously, you guys know my wife's been furloughed. Uh, until at least June, which is not ideal. Basically, you know, you make no money and you sit at home. It's it is what it is. Uh, you know, we're we survive it. You know, but we're not like most people. I'm not like most dudes. And you know, we don't have kids. We don't have you know debt. So there's that. So that's that's how we can do it. And I'm still producing and I'm working. You know, basically the same hours, just in different avenues like some areas of our business are hemorrhaging money every day and some of them are making more money than we ever thought they would so that's kind of the the neat part although this does suck for us we're in a different boat but I'm I'm in here today and she's like reading through this thing where you know this one family has two people for a load and basically they're making no money and because how the government system is set up they can't get you know the state unemployment and they can't get the CARES Act money so essentially for the next you know, at least I think six or seven weeks, they're not going to have any income coming in or like, you know, 200 bucks a week, which for a family is not sustainable. And I feel terrible for them. And that's kind of the tie in here. And when I say luxury problems, it's like when we complain about getting the wrong kind of milk in our coffee at Starbucks, right? Like you ask for coconut milk, they gave you almond milk and you're pissed because it tastes different and you're throwing a fit. Or you're super pissed off when you're on an airplane and, you know, the Wi-Fi isn't super fast. You're in a metal tube, bro, like thousands of feet in the air going 500 miles an hour through space and you're pissed because you can't stream Netflix. Like, those are luxury problems, albeit they're problems. They are luxury problems. Like, now, not being able to fly or, like, what's going on, like, that shit's a real problem, right? So, it brings me to, 
these stories here. And a couple of these are old and some of these are new and I'm going to run through them quick. I remember one day way back when we started this business and uh, when Dave and Ben are with me and we're building it up from like the phase one it's in to like the phase two. And we would all kind of work different shifts and schedules and stuff. And we would train sometimes with each other and sometimes on off hours. Well, I had moved to my house now and there was like a LA fitness that was close to my house. This is probably like, you know, seven years ago. And I'm like, well, I can go get a quick workout and I got time right now between lunch, but I have all my stuff with me. So I have like my laptop backpack. I have a bunch of checks from clients that drop them off. I have a bunch of our personal checks. I have my personal credit cards, my business credit cards, my iPhone, everything. I thought I just, you know, I put it in the trunk of my car, lock it. This is like 12 o'clock in Scottsdale on like a Tuesday. I run into the LA Fitness, literally do like a quick Tabata style workout, so like a 2010. I, I couldn't have been in there for more than 25 minutes. The workout took me 20 minutes. I did probably two minutes of mobility. Then I complained because it was hard, and then I walked out, right? So this 25 minutes, I'm in this LA Fitness. I come back out to my car, and I notice it, it looks just a little bit off, right? And this is my same legit 2008 Honda Accord that I have right now sitting outside in the parking lot. Still rolling with it. And uh, I go up to it and I look at the, the passenger side and there's like this space between the passenger side window and the car door, like about a two inch gap. Like someone had taken like a crowbar or something and tried to space it in between and break in my car. I can actually put my hand, if you're watching me on YouTube, I can put my hand in between the window seal and like the car door. Like that's how much space they pried open, but yet the window's still intact. I walk around to the driver's side of my car and that's when I see it. My entire driver's side window is completely smashed in. There's the same spacing on that side. But what I think happened is these people robbed my car, but they couldn't do it like New Jack City or like New Jersey Drive. They couldn't, uh, they weren't that crafty. So they had it like, they tried to pry it open and be slick, but they couldn't make it happen. So then they smashed the window completely. I open up my car door. There's glass everywhere inside smashed. My wallet's gone. All my credit cards, all my business credit cards, my laptop is gone, my iPhone is gone, I got about 200 bucks cash, that was gone as well. Um, they left my GPS, and uh, what else did they leave me? They leave my ID, I think they left my ID, but they took all the cards, uh, which is super nice of them, right? And I always thought it was weird that they never took the, my GPS, this is like, again, you guys, before the, the phones were super fancy. They took the G, They didn't take the GPS. They didn't take my garage door opener. So clearly, they didn't want to like break into my house and, and steal my my shit there. But they wanted everything that was in the vehicle. Oddly enough, they had used my credit cards, business and personal, about six times within probably forty five minutes before I could cancel them. And back in the day, what I used to do is like a normal person, I'd put all my cards into my wallet. So I'd have like a Home Depot card, I'd have like a Lowe's card, I'd have like a Kohl's card, like all the shit normal people would have, like we had just bought our house, right? So I had used the Home Depot card, like the 0% financing back in the day I used to get a refrigerator and then I pay it off in the three months and then you get it. That's what we used to do. Now we just do cash for everything. But back then I was, you know, more normal-ish. So they'd stolen all these cards, filled up at like six gas stations within 45 minutes. So like every charge was like between like 50 and $100. And I'm assuming it's for gas because I don't know what the hell else you get at Circle K. And first of all, where do they put all this gas? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Anyways, I run inside to LA Fitness and I ask, can I use the phone? Because they stole my iPhone. And by some miracle, I remember my wife's phone number. So my wife answers the phone. And we live literally probably two miles, three miles away. 
she drives over quick. We also call the police. We do all that stuff. We file the police report. They come like, you know, CSI dust it like they're really going to search for these people. And uh, then I spent basically the rest of the day at home calling my boys Dave and Ben say, hey, guys, we got to cancel all the business checks. This guy just stole them as we just got them. We got to change all the checking accounts and savings account for the business because they're all compromised. My own personal stuff I did. I had to work on calling like every single place I went to, like Lowe's and Home Depot and Kohl's and all the cards I had at the time. And uh, it, it sucked. Shit. And uh, it wasn't super fun. And, and getting that money back and freezing accounts caused a headache in our business at the time as we were expanding and in my own personal life because I had just bought a house. So anybody who knows who bought a property, like you have no you have no money, right? Like I already had no money and you assholes stole the little money I had. Now I have to freeze all my accounts and try to figure this shit out as I go. And it, it wasn't a great problem, right? But it's a luxury problem when I think about how bad it could have been. Now, all those things do suck, but I was three miles away from my house. By some miracle, I remembered my wife's phone number, and she was home, and she could come over there quickly to help us figure it out. Like, I have car insurance. I have homeowner's insurance. And the shady thing was I had to do two claims because it was my car, and because all the stuff inside of it was so much money, I make a homeowner's claim too, which not super fun when you just buy a house and set up the policy in terms of your rates moving forward. But I'm lucky enough that I wasn't in Las Vegas at the time. I wasn't in another country at the time. I wasn't somewhere random on a business trip and I had nothing else. I was three miles away from my house on a Tuesday. My wife was home, she could come, we could get everything canceled and mitigated within probably an hour total. Now the recovery stuff surely took longer, but it was okay. As shitty as those problems are, those are still luxury problems when I explain them. The other one I'll walk through here really quick is the most recent one my wife and I are in. I closed down the gym on, uh, I believe it was like a Monday, and it was about a week or 10 days before the state mandate was to be closed here. So we have not coached a human here in, I don't know, like 50 some days, which really sucks. And I know how much money we lose every day. Like I, I know down to a T how much money we make on a Tuesday, how much money this business makes on a Thursday. Now we're not making zero, but it's a kick in the nuts. Every single day we are not open here being able to produce. And it's not fun. But I closed down the gym on a Monday. So Tuesday, I'm home, right? And I had set up this appointments, you know, for them to do AC and heat unit inspections at our business and our home. We use the same company for both. And so, oddly enough, I had scheduled for a Tuesday because I know my wife will be home. Well, I happen to be home, so the guy comes in. I kind of walk him through everything. He's checking, you know, all the... They do AC, heating, and the plumbing. He's checking the unit up top. He's checking the hot water heater. He's kind of walking through it all. And uh, he's doing his thing, and my wife is on their, their work phone call. And she kind of knows what it's going to be, but doesn't really know, right? Like, we're like, oh, well, maybe, you know, there might be some temporary pauses at work. There might be some layoffs or whatever. Come to find out, this is my wife's furlough call. So let me paint this picture. I own a fitness business. Now, again, we have a huge online business, sure. And we also have a huge in-person business, which creates a lot of revenue for myself and our staff here and all the people that we pay. That is closed. Nobody's coming in anymore. That's done. I'm at home. My wife is on the phone. I can hear her getting furlough. They're walking them through the process, and I can hear some of her staff members, you know, just kind of almost like having a meltdown, right? Like, like asking, like, how does this work? Can they, 
you know, can they get money from their vacation pay? Is there disaster pay? Uh, can they pull money from their 401ks? Some of them are, you know, emotional on the phone. It's really gut-wrenching and hard to listen to. And it, it's not super fun. And my wife's just kind of like, you know, fuck, like, it is what it is. As she's getting furloughed, I can hear her in the office with the door, like, kind of half open. My AC and heating and plumbing guy comes in. He's like, your hot water heater is shit. You should probably replace it. You could maybe stretch it out, but if it blows, dude, something bad is going to happen. Like, A, fill your house with water, flood it, and you have a whole huge issue among this, you know, virus stuff going on. The hotel stuff seems tricky at the time. Oh, it's just a, it's just a shit show, right? So in this 24-hour spend of my life, I closed down my gym, which has not been closed down for even a single day in over 10 years. That is closed down. We don't know what's going to happen with clients in the future and all that stuff. My wife gets furloughed from her job. She's worked in the same place for like 12 years, never missed a day of work, hasn't taken more than 10 days off even for a vacation in 12 years. She's getting furloughed. And my hot water heater, which is like, was like 1800 bucks, give or take, uh, takes a shit. All in 24 hours. That is a shitty story. That was a shitty day and a half for me. And with that said, it is still luxury problems for us. Yes, it blows that I'm not making the same amount of money. And, and I have not taken a paycheck from here in two months. And maybe you won't take one next month either. When you're a leader, sometimes you, you swallow the pills, you make the tough choices so your people can survive, and you pay it forward to them in hopes that we can, you can keep them on board, they can stay with you, they don't go homeless, they don't go hungry, and everybody's okay. That's what I chew on as a leader. It sucks shit, but you do it. My wife getting furloughed is not fun either, going from making what I consider to be a lot of money to, like, no money. That does suck. And on the top of it, getting a $2,000 bill you weren't really expecting in the same scope isn't great, but it's a luxury problem. I have a house that's paid off. I have a wife who can help me here keep this thing moving forward every single day. We still have an online business that is very profitable and I'm blessed to be able to have that and all the the partnerships and affiliate things we do and all the things that generate revenue for us. We're going to survive and be okay. And as bad as all those things suck, there's still luxury problems, A, compared to all the other people out there who are laid off or furloughed or their jobs disappeared or their restaurant shut down or their gym shut down and there is no more job and there is no more revenue and they're not sure where to go or they're so underwater in debt every single day that goes by, they're hanging on by just a thread. And admittedly, that sucks for them, but my scenario compared to theirs is a luxury problem. And I say all of that to share this one simple message I got today that really put things in check. And I'm not going to share the name, but I got this message on Instagram DM today. At 2.33 a.m. this was sent. It says, and I quote, Hi Jeremy, hope you're well and staying safe. I just wanted to say thank you for your Instagram videos, posts, and YouTube content, as well as your workouts. I recently lost the love of my life to brain cancer. But I just want to say thank you for keeping me motivated, inspiring me, and being part of my daily life and routine. Every day is a big challenge for me, and this is personally the lowest point in my life. But working on myself every day mentally and physically and appreciate you being part of that. Really grateful. Thank you. Take care. End quote. Just chew on that for a second. I 
could try to whine and bitch and complain about, oh, I'm not making the same amount of money. I can't see these people, these corporate contracts, these huge speaking events and live events and gigs I got are delayed or canceled or postponed. You know, it sucks. My wife isn't, you know, getting to do X, Y, and Z and, and we can't, you know, go to the twins game and, and have beers and I can't do this and this. And then you get a message like this from a guy who recently lost the person he loves the most on the planet to brain cancer. And then this person has to deal with all this lockdown, stay at home, virus bullshit stuff that the world is going on. This, you know, fear mongering. We're we're so uneasy and uncertain and the anxiety is heightened. Imagine having all that same shit, which we all have right next to your husband, your wife, your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, the person who is your, you know, they're the Robin to your Batman. They're the Scotty to your Jordan. They have fucking brain cancer. And you're chewing on that every day. And this dude took the time, never met him, never talked to him, never seen him. I've, I've never seen his name pop up on any of our stuff before. It, it could have. We get a lot of messages, but I've never seen it. Took the time to say thank you to me. And then he's grateful to me that I'm somehow, whether it's this podcast or the workouts or the, the messages or the inappropriate shit I say and do is somehow helping him through his day. Like it, it just a selfishly, I feel amazing uh, because of that. You get a little emotional, like when you read it, cause you're like, shit, dude. And it makes me feel good. It's my oxygen. It's why I keep doing these podcasts and, and because we make money and stuff too. Selfishly, I'm not a saint. Uh, but that the bigger reason is because of these things, because it does have impact, because it does matter, and people out there are suffering, and they have it way worse off than me. And if I'm able to not stress as much as the average person, if I'm able to detach my brain from the shit like those people, if I'm able to be insular and safeguard myself and be positive and you know be motivating if that's what you choose to say and, and share things that provide value, I'm happy to do that. And it also... I get so many messages like this, you guys, every single day. And when people ask, like, how do you stay motivated? How do you stay so positive? Because I have perspective. Because I get to see behind the curtain of so many people's lives that a lot of you don't. Here in person, for sure. I work with some of the most amazing humans ever. But they're real people. They got shit going on. And a lot of times they share their shit with me. They share their struggles and their fuck-ups and the things that went wrong. And a ton of people on IG and on YouTube and email... Uh, we get messages from that are really struggling and have like real shit, like real problems, real stuff that impacts you that you'll come back from it, but will change you forever. Like this guy's life will always be different. This will always be part of his story. He will rise above it and he will crush it, but there's a pain associated with that that I can't even imagine because I've never felt that. If my wife dropped dead tomorrow, I don't know what I'd do. Like, would I get over it? I'm sure at some point you do or you move forward because you don't have a choice, but I won't be able to fucking breathe for I don't know how long. I'd be like, what do I do? How do I live my life now? How do I live part of this life? What do I do for this? Because she always does this and she brings that dynamic and I wouldn't know how to think for probably a couple of days. I just have to like, I'd have to stop just everything and be like, figure it out. And this guy took the time this morning to shoot me this. And so, that is a real problem. Most of the things that we complain about throughout the day and throughout life are luxury problems. 
Because when you have gratitude for the smallest things and you have perspective, when you see behind the curtain of what people are chewing on, it grounds you pretty quick. And it brings you back to this this center point. And I'm like sitting here like, okay, well, how do I do this? Like, if we can't get this many people in this group, it doesn't make this much money. If these if these people leave, can I pay this? Like, it, those are all issues that I'm dealing with and thinking about. And when can I go see my family? When can I do this? Those problems all suck. But it's not the love of your life dealing with brain cancer. You're not in a hospital on a ventilator, you know, fighting for your life. You're not fighting a war in a different country. You're here. And yes, a lot of us are dealing with some real shit right now, but just know it can cut a lot deeper. And there's other people out there right now dealing with the same things you are, but there's three other shitty things they have stacked on top of that. So that's why I say, you know, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And I, I always leave it with the be nice to people because it takes no talent. It takes no skill. And by you just smiling, giving a nod, sending a positive message to somebody, it goes way further than you can even imagine because we never know what other people are carrying with them throughout their day. And yet we get so wrapped up on our own world. And I understand you put your mask on first and self-preservation is a real thing. But we can turn, you know, molehills into mountains as Americans pretty quick. We can complain about a lot of shit. And a lot of it is not life-changing. A lot of it is not life-altering. A lot of it's just, you know, stuff you want to bitch about and complain about because it's not perfect. And, And I do believe we're living in the greatest time that has ever been. Uh, I still do, even with this shit right now. And again, this does suck and we're going to get past it. And hopefully we're on the back nine of it so we can come out and do our shit and just move forward and, you know, deal with it and mitigate the damage in the safest, most healthiest way possible. But I do still believe this is the greatest era ever in terms of education and connection and what we can do as humans. And maybe that's part of the problem, too, is because it's been so easy for a lot of people. And we, we have become so soft and so dependent and so reliant. We want everything in two minutes. And if it's not done, you know, we, again, that's why I say it's a microwave culture, right? Like we want to have shorted abs in six minutes. We want to drive a Benz in six minutes. We want to live in the nicest neighborhoods. We want to take the fanciest trips, stay in the nicest hotels, eat at the best restaurants, rock the freshest clothes. We want it all. We want it all fucking now. And we don't want to work for shit. And that's why I say it's like we want instantaneous results. And when they don't come, then we whine and complain. And we act like that's a problem. Nah, man, it's a crock pot. It's not a microwave. Sometimes good things just take a little bit more effort, sacrifice and energy, and they do take time. And that's all this roundabout message is, is just understanding like, yeah, this is not a great situation for people. And it sucks. But for most of you listening, you're going to be all right. You're going to be okay. You're going to go back to work. You're going to start making money again. You're going to be able to go work out and go to a restaurant and, you know, go play and do the fun things that you want to do. It might not be exactly the same right away, but it will be for sure. I think when we understand the scope of it, we'll be, you know, hopefully we come out on the other end and we're, we're healthier for it. We're more mindful for it. We appreciate the smallest things, you know, more often than not because of this. And we also have perspective for the people who didn't make it, for the people who did die. And the friends of ours and family members of ours who passed away from this and from other things for that matter and the people that really do have a story that is painful that will be with them forever like 
my dude here who shot me this, like telling me every day is a challenge for him. And this is the lowest point in his life, both, you know, uh, mentally and, you know, physically. And he's just grateful for a simple message from a dude like me in a warehouse just talking random stuff, right? So I just wanted to share that with you guys in hopes of if you're struggling right now and things suck shit and you feel like, you know, it's never going to get better. Hear me when I say this. Calm down. Slow down. And just breathe. It will get better. It is going to turn around and most of you are going to be all right and you'll be back kicking ass and loving life and if nothing else you remember this season of a season of just of shit and maybe a season of stillness and a season of reset and a season of slowing down and albeit I don't like it any more than you guys do but when I read messages like this you know losing the love of your life to something like brain cancer like there is no coming back from that you know. Even if, you know, let's say my wife doesn't go back to her same job or they eliminate it or the company doesn't, you know, thrive like it once did and she's got to change lanes, she's still here with me. She's not dead. She's still breathing. She can work at 19 different places. I don't care how much money she makes as long as she doesn't hate it and she's happy going there and doing her thing and feels like she's being productive and producing. But the point is she'd still be here. And when we look at loss sometimes, when we look at things that... We wish they'd be different. I think when you can see the big picture, a lot of the things we worry about are really just, they're not game changers and they're not really worth the time, effort, and energy we waste on them. So take that for what it is, you guys. Just my quick, you know, Sunday sit down chat to, to bring back luxury problems and things into perspective because I see things like this a lot. And I know a lot of you do not. Um, and they hit me harder. That's why I speak the way I do and think the way I do. Because I do have perspective and gratitude for even the smallest things. And I, I see what a lot of other people have been through. And I hear their stories. And I see what they're chewing on. And that's why I just I don't have time for bitching and whining and complaining. And, and you know, playing the, the poor is me, oh shit game. Because it's not going to help anything. And no one's really going to feel bad for me. And uh, I just got to pick myself up and keep moving forward. And just know, like, how good I do have it. And so that's why I feel like I can stand in the place for those who are struggling and suffering, I can share my story and whatever words of wisdom, you know, I can come up with. Uh, I'm happy to give them to you guys. So if you are on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Drop me a five star if you can. Uh, Go to your iPhone, hit the podcast icon, scroll your finger down, five star ratings and reviews, drop me a sentence or two if you're on an iPad or a MacBook, same thing, iTunes icon, five star, drop me a couple sentences. And a reminder, our 34 Days to Fit program is kicking off here in just 13 days in five hours. If you guys are interested, I can probably give you a small podcast discount code if you're struggling right now with finances, but you want to get down with us and do one of the most gangster online programs we put together. I can offer you a little podcast treat. So shoot me a DM on Instagram or email or wherever you guys contact me at, and I'll send it out to you as fast as possible. Again, things are going to be on fire. All you need is a set of dumbbells. It can be done at home. And since we're all still locked up, and even if the gyms are open in two weeks or three weeks, this will give you an option to do at home if you go right back to the gym or if you're stuck somewhere in between, depending on where you live and what kind of gym setup you go to. Uh, But it will be a great option for you guys, and we're opening it up to the world. I want to get as many of you guys in there as possible just to have fun. And again, inside that program, I'm going to share my personal workouts every single day that I do, 
My wife and I will film a couple of follow-alongs, and then you guys will get, obviously, our Sunday Advanced Metcons in real time and a bunch of other real spicy face melters uh, along the way. So it'll be a great program, a lot of accountability, a lot of coaching, a lot of fitness, for sure. So if you're interested, hit me up. Otherwise, you guys have an amazing rest of your Sunday. If you can, check out that last dance on ESPN tonight, I believe 6 o'clock here, AZ time. And uh, we can talk about that and share what we think about that, maybe in an episode here in the future. So thank you, guys. I appreciate you. And again, you know, stay safe, stay sweaty. And if you got some shit going on in your life, just really take a second, breathe, slow down, and step back from it and see if, you know, it's really a life-changing problem or maybe it's just a luxury problem and, and treat it accordingly. Obviously, if it's some real stuff, give it the attention it needs. If it's a luxury problem, you know, check yourself. And uh Live to, uh, you know, complain another day, if you will. So thank you, guys. I appreciate you more than you know. Until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.